0: Hey welcome back to Optimism Vaccine I'm Steve And with us today Adam Myros Hello Steve (laughs) You sound about as enthused as I do today Yeah it's, it's a low energy episode I think (laughs) <laughs> at least until the anger kicks in. <laughs> how, how is this my fault because I talked about Jason Mewes and, and
1: in a romantic comedy with Paris Hilton last week? I mean, I think I'm the one who, who really uh, dove in on this possibility. So, I, uh, you know, I think we can share the blame here. Although, That's I fair. mean, Jason Muse might be better suited for a rom-com with his fancy new veneers. He's <laughs> <laughs> got that winning smile now.
0: Yeah, everybody's been, they've been cashing their Kevin Smith checks, they're looking good, a lot of Botox, uh, floating around in the askew isn't that what they call it, right? I fucking, oh, 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 God, what have yeah. we done? I don't know, I feel like a crying baby right now, like, uh, Jake is here too, Jake, you're back,
2: how you doing, buddy? Hey now, gents, I'm yeah. doing just fine, why, why great? so glum?
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Jake. I'm just thinking about the death of independent cinema as a whole, you know. Mm. Mm.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, to a larger extent, cinema.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, like after watching Clerks 3, that that little like clip of, of Johnny Toe saying that like all current movies are dog shit basically and he hates everything, like it, it really hits <laughs> hits a little harder now. So I get it, man. I get yeah. it.
2: No, uh, it's it's so funny that I saw that the same day I watched this movie because I was like, yeah, he's he's pretty spot on, Johnny Toe. He's one of the smartest guys and who's ever made films. And mm-hmm. yeah, I agree, Dalton. He uh, I went and watched uh, Kevin Smith, and I'm like, you know that Johnny Toe was he was right about he was right about all this. This is all just the the bottom.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's just considered that. You know, you wake up in 1995 or whatever. You you look you're in the midst of one of the last major independent film movements in in American cinema, and and maybe three of the names on the tip of your tongue are Quentin Tarantino, Steven Soderbergh, and Kevin Smith. <laughs> and Jesus yep. Christ! Wow, Jesus Christ! That's what a what a what a time to be alive.
0: I, I, and I mean, Dalton, America's youngest podcaster, he's he's really speaking for all of us today. Honestly, um,
2: he, Jake, he was I, asleep against me while I was watching this movie. I'm sorry yeah. I did that to you, but you know yeah. what? You have to How learn there's you. bad in this world sooner or later.
0: Jake, I'm, <laughs> I'm literally I, I'm calling CPS right now. This is yeah, that's fair.
2: <laughs> you know I, what? I'll I'll call them before you. <laughs> Save your minutes. <laughs> I've Uh, hello, I've exposed my son to Kevin Smith's clerics (laughs) three. Jake, I actually have a a a parenting
0: uh question for you. More of a a little bit of a story here, but I'm I'm just curious, like your perspective here. Obviously, you're you're, you know, a relatively new parent. You're you're living the life. A lot of my friends Mm -hmm. are having babies right now. And I was I was at a wedding last night, and uh I know this is gonna sound shocking. I had a few too many drinks. You know, can you believe it? And uh Someone who I didn't actually know this is like I, I knew most of the people and uh, a lot of my friends have babies and they're, they're objectively cute babies, you know the good-looking kid uh, Dalton cute baby every time I see a picture of Dalton. I go. Yeah, that's a good one And you know thank you. He's a, he's a cute kid And also I feel like you're you're, you're a smart enough man. where like you're you're whenever you send a photo you, you post something It's it's a good photo of your kid now I don't have any tolerance though, for an ugly baby, zero, none. you know because let's let's be fair here. I think that th- there's cute babies, but a baby is not like a naturally cute thing, not most babies I find to be uh, disgusting, alien like uh, should should <laughs> not be seen and I, I I made a little bit of a mistake, and i I don't know how to how to fix it exactly but uh, there was someone there and uh they, they were like showing pictures of their uh disgusting child. Just simply disgusting. And oh, no. this this kid is all fucked up looking, like just a like a weird like oh, cone no. head and just and these these tiny like you know the eyes of the banjo kid and deliverance? Like that <laughs> that's that's kind of <laughs> like our benchmark that we're working from, just to paint a picture.
2: How and, old is this sorry to interrupt, how old is this baby? I don't probably like
0: two. like it's not like super fresh, which is the other thing, too, because like you get a real fresh baby. They, they start off real fucking ugly and then they get they get cuter and then eventually yeah. they they just they stop being cute altogether. Uh, but there's a period. Is there's it like a two year old that looks like this? Yeah, all fucked up. And oh, man, I, I thought uh, because of the aforementioned, you know, a little too much to, to drink, uh, I, I thought that they were like showing this picture off specifically because it was a fucking terrible looking baby like i thought i thought it was like a joke like look at this fucked up baby you know i didn't i didn't think it like belonged to the person uh with the photo uh and so yeah uh, i i just like literally just like walked by and i saw the picture and i thought it was a joke and i i said someone should tell that kid to check the lost and found for his missing chromosome. And it did not go over well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Steve, 2023, man. (laughs) Not, did did not, did not hit. That was not, (laughs) you know, I'd say my my, my jokes that night, 98% on point. That one Really, really did not go over what well. is there any way for me to mend this, or is a mother's love just infinite and and she cannot see that her kid's
2: weird looking? Oh man. I mean, how <laughs> close are you to these people? And not at all.
0: I probably will never have to see them again. But like I, I but they're but oh. like the the people got married, I'm very close to. And so oh. my my concern is like the residual, like your your friend was like drunkenly insulted my child that's that's no i wouldn't worry about
1: that steve i mean we 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 know you i'm sure these people if you're close friends with them it's like yeah there's the they they got some idea the the ride they bought a ticket for to an extent i mean yeah these other people they're they're always going to think you're a fucking asshole and and probably never want to have anything to do with you but i don't think that contagion really spreads i think it's isolated to the parents that's if if anything steve you've
2: liberated yourself of potential babysitting duties um and, uh, you know, it's important to note that fetal alcohol syndrome is no joke. But mm-hmm. uh, I, think, I think you're going to be fine uh, given That's the, good. the circumstances of the relationship. So, I, you know yeah, what? Don't let's, sweat. let's
0: chalk it up then as, as like a, a net positive. This one was a W because to Myros's point, I, I don't want to babysit. And uh, nor should anyone trust me to do that. Like, I, I, I cannot, absolutely cannot do that. So, uh, yeah, I, you know what? All things considered, I think you're right. I, I kind of landed on my feet here. Everything's fine. I'm not going to worry about it, but
1: oh boy, thank, thanks yeah. for telling this ribald story. Uh, it'll fit perfectly in the movie. I'm writing about our lives. Ooh.
0: <laughs> oh God. All right. So uh, from, from one pathetic aging man to a, a more famous one, um, oh, is Kevin Smith all right? Cause this is like, it, you know, sometimes you watch a movie and you're like, boy, that wasn't good. And I certainly had that reaction, but I'm kind of worried because this is like one of the saddest movies I've ever seen, and not in, sad in the way that they 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 want it to be, like these heartwarming moments they try to sprinkle into Clerk's Three. But it's just like, like pathetic and embarrassing, and I feel very bad. And I shouldn't feel bad for Kevin Smith because he hasn't been like, doing good things for the entirety of his career basically <laughs> no. This, which is weird like i don't know why did why did this feel so bad to watch I, I was hoping you guys could kind of contextualize my emotions for me like what what is going on here
1: well i i mean i think it is it's tied up in so much like clerks is his his one thing right <laughs> like mm-hmm. oh i i can't stand most of his work but there's always clerks uh and even the sequel is kind of a a very mediocre film but it's got some energy some juice uh, some funny jokes in it and then you see where this is presumably a man who has certainly infinitely more connections and and far more you could say yeah this is a low budget film sure but what's a low budget film compared to what he made clerks for this is a uh, not not an especially low budget film in, in that sense by any stretch and Mm uh it's just it's gone like this is this is abysmally made like uh, there's nothing about it that it's successful on any level and yeah it is sad because of what clerks was a part of and what it it represented to a lot of people and just to see it (laughs) what the fuck are we doing here like what what the fuck is this who thought it was an okay idea? I, I, I just, it's, it's a mystifying thing. Like, I, 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 it might be his worst film. And this is a man who made Yoga Hosers. hmm Yeah.
2: I, I, would, <laughs> I would put this a notch above Yoga Hosers, um, for the record. But uh, looking, at, looking at his films, um, I'm not a Kevin Smith fan by any stretch. Um, you know, I've enjoyed a few things he's done. Uh, but you could almost draw a line like in the right in the middle of his filmography where things go from just bad to worse because, you know, Clerks 2 might be the last semi decent thing he's made because after that you get a slew of films that is Cop Out and Red State and Tusk and Yoga Hosers and all this just dumpster fire garbage. And this is like this is a film where he's sort of reckoning with his own mortality And he's clutching to the one thing he has, which is this original success of Clerics and essentially remakes it in this film. I don't know, just trying to hold on to that former glory and share it again with the world for maybe just the most diehard of fans who are still who still are believers of uh, Mm -hmm. what Smith has to offer. But as a guy who's been regularly churning out miserable films, you know, for the last decade, two decades three decades it's it's just so it's pathetic it's dire it's just it's lazy how it's all put together it's just so it's just it made me miserable watching it and not not because of what again what happens in the film but just because the state of everything and i i just i'm just so depressed now i'm so glad Mm -hmm. you guys brought me back on for this
1: episode well we do (laughs) baby it's just it's staggering like to like You would think just by like the sheer inertia of experience, like how could you have made this many films, you know, and not like all independent, removed from uh, experience and tutelage like this is he's immersed in the Hollywood system. And yet this is somehow just one of the most horribly made films I've seen in some time. Yeah,
0: it it really it, like there's there's the aspect of it that because the whole the whole point of it is like oh, Randall has a heart attack and then decides that his life is meaningless and he needs to make a movie about his meaningless life in order to give it value and then somehow I I I don't know what the what the lesson is here, but it's it's like there's so much navel gazing going on. It's like the snake eating its own tail, but it's like Kevin Smith being consumed by his own belly button. It's it, but, but at the same time there there is a degree of honesty here because I I don't know like it, it, what is the big takeaway? It's like it's not about the movie, it's the friends we made along the way. And I guess that's probably true for Kevin Smith because it's like a who's who of every, you know, talentless asshole and A-lister that he's worked with doing cameos or you know, whatever. And then it, that's all he has. to Like, it's not like the, he has a great artistic output to look back on. He has, against all odds, been able to continue to make films. And it, he's he's got, like, the Sandler move where regardless of your friend's talents, you employ them. So... Uh, really it's just about hanging out with his buds again i guess <laughs> like
1: I, I don't even yeah. know that- Well, his buds aren't even on set most of them for god's sakes so like what what the fuck i mean I, i've never seen an adam sandler movie that was like 50 percent fucking green screen zoom calls and just like hatchet editing and if it's just fucking garbage like this is not yeah. a It's not even a fucking movie. If this, like, if I saw this in the theater, I would fucking walk the fuck out immediately. Like, I mean, this is, it's not, it's not a theatrical quality film. No.
2: It it does. It looks like shit. uh, (laughs) uh, This one looks fucking terrible. Before I get to that, I will just say, as far as the cameos go, Ben Affleck is just a real sweetheart to Mm -hmm. agree to have any involvement in this. Yeah. Uh, You know, he has no funny material to work with, but he shows up, he says some lines... Kevin Smith's happy. He's, you know, he's he's well beyond this. And there are two guys who basically started and came from the same place, uh, but it's it's a, it's just interesting to look at those trajectories intersect this many years later. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very odd thing to look at cuz it, it,
0: and it's almost it's almost like Kevin Smith is he's it, it, like, he's fine with it being a piece of shit, looking like shit. There's a part that sticks out to me where, uh, you know, Randall's talking about making clerks or whatever, and he decides to have uh, Silent Bob be his DP. And uh, Silent Bob, he, he does the, the thing he does where, uh, oh, for one scene in the movie, he's going to, like, break character and talk or whatever. And he basically says, like, oh, we got to shoot this in black and white because if we don't it's going to look like shit and also thematically it makes sense it's like okay yeah and then it it's it's almost like a commentary on the fact that like it, clerks 3 is in full color and it looks like ass the whole time it's just basically a slim jim commercial there's a lot of slim jim visible in the old <laughs> store and it really does it looks like absolute shit um yes. th- th- there's all this zoom call footage like you mentioned uh, it's it's all very odd <laughs> for lack of a better term and and it's 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 baffling and then even with it looking like shit you would think here's a professional filmmaker here's a man who has been making movies for damn near 30 years right yeah and yeah and somehow after 30 years of filmmaking not only has he not really like grown as an artist which whatever but or evolved in any meaningful way. But more importantly, he seems to have gotten significantly worse. I have rarely seen editing this horrible in yeah. like a, an actual like, m- theatrically released film. It's staggering. It's distracting. How how could it be distracting? It's, it's a fucking movie where 90% of the film is set in a convenience store, and it's just like, it should just be like shot, reverse shot over the counter. And, and yet somehow <laughs> he makes the simplest thing look horrible, distractingly horrible. And then makes the nice. mistake of showing clips from the original clerks. Like there's there's all these moments from clerks that are like interspersed within the movie because it's the film they're making in the film. So then he gets to show clerks. And then so not only does it look like shit to a distracting degree, we're like, what the fuck is going on here? But then you see these clips from the original Clerks and you're like, oh, that looks great. <laughs> what the fuck happened? It's, yeah, it's mind-blowing. I mean,
1: it's not like Clerks is some cinematic uh, triumph as far as like, you know, photography and things of that nature. But it is like what when, when you're talking about when, you know, Kevin Smith essentially breaks in to say we're shooting in black and white because it'll look like shit if we don't because the lighting in here is awful that's Mm -hmm. the voice of you know 23 year old kevin smith speaking you know that's what he said about clerks and that was a a smart decision you know there was an insight from a, a young filmmaker who had no experience and didn't know what the fuck he was doing and yet with all this benefit of experience and and you know much more resources He's completely lost that instinct. Now it's just a line to throw away in the script as opposed to like, why not shoot this that way? Because it does look mm. like absolute shit. Like, oh, you you don't have the money to hire the, some fucking master editor or something. So use it in the style of, the, like, yeah, in, in the narrative of this film, it's being shot on single cam, uh, presumably not getting a great deal of coverage. We, we could have, you know, some pretty flat, long single shots that are like not not beautiful but they they would make sense in the narrative here it's just mm-hmm. like apparently they got coverage of like six angles from every shot because it's got a cut between them awkwardly at all fucking times in a way that is like visually incomprehensible yeah
2: yeah I, let's let's delve into that so to paint the our listeners a picture as to how this film looks if you have not seen it uh about 90 percent of it is just this flatly lit flatly framed two shots of characters standing next to each other, basically staring down the barrel of the camera, but just looking off-site so they're not staring at the lens. And they're talking to each other, and the conversations really do not have any sort of, like, like, rapport or anything that would sound like it's two people talking to each other. It's just people spouting lines off, mostly with pop culture references. Then, just partway through the scene, he'll cut to an angle that's about 45 degrees to the left or right, of another camera that appears to be filming the scene simultaneously just to get another angle but there's no there's no like logic or r- reason no. for it it's just it's just we have two cameras one is straight on one is at a three-fourths angle uh, and we're just going to arbitrarily go between both and that the whole movie is like that it's 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 staggering mm-hmm. how backwards he has gone as a filmmaker And putting like this, putting the original film and as a clip show at the end, it really was one of his biggest mistakes because, yeah, there is some kind of charm to how the original clerics looks. Yeah. And this film just is a big pile of ass that surrounds it. And I, 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 it's just so it's, you know, it's, it's digital, but it just looks so ugly. It's, I could not believe what I was watching.
1: Also, what's the logic of putting the the original Clerks in at the end? It's like, oh, well, I guess now uh, Randall has magically edited his film in like the span of an hour and now he's going to show it to to dante as he dies as like the fucking third major character who dies in this film in not a comedic fashion uh no i, I but why would the film like when he goes to show him the film it looks like clerks but why this <laughs> suddenly everyone is a fucking 30 years younger I, I i just don't get like the narrative logic of that choice much less Again, the point is it does very much undercut what is being done here because it highlights that what is being done here is uh, reprehensible and it, it doesn't need to be highlighted. I just watched the fucking movie. Don't remind me. Yeah, it's um,
0: it's really some baffling shit. And I I don't even know. Why it affected me like this, and, it, and maybe it's just the hangover. I'm not sure. I, I, a bit of fragile emotional state. I, I don't know. It's not like Kevin Smith is special or precious or anything. but like, I, I, I don't know. It's just I sure, I, like i I, I love clerks when I was in high school. Um, it was like it was probably honestly like the first like independent movie that I saw, and it was exciting. And you know anyone who's ever worked uh, retail, service industry, anything like that, like there's there's something special about it, and it's also very of the era too. Because and, and this is the other thing is, Clerks, is if someone if like a twenty year old were to watch Clerks now, I think it would be absorbed in a in a really different way because it, it, maybe it was charming and and interesting back then for the, you have these characters who would just like sit around and you know talk about star wars or whatever the fuck and it's like oh they're just nerdy guys talking about shit but that stuff that was just like a, a little esoteric and and nerdy and you know uh, outside of the sphere of of what we see at the time represented in movies uh, now it's just like it's so fucking grating because that's the dominant culture Everything is just assholes talking like those assholes, and it's it's infuriating. Like like the the guys and clerks can't exist in a world where like the biggest cultural thing is just Marvel movies for the past twenty years. Like there there is no like you're not nerdy because you like comic book movies anymore. That's not it. It doesn't exist. And if you really wanted to do something that was a little navel-gazy and, and a little, like, you know, self-reflective, maybe do do a little more commentary on how these people are just, like, fucking idiot degenerates who are worthless. <laughs> like, and there's not enough of that. It's, uh, the, the grand conclusion that they make is, like, the original Clerks is, like, this job is the worst, and this place, the, the, the quick mart, quick stop, is like a, a giant monument to everything that is shitty and bad. And then now through the second, or for the, from the sequel to this third movie, it's almost come all the way back around where it's just like, no, the, the quick stop is this good, precious, wonderful thing. And, and it could be further from the truth, right? Like this is the bane of, it should be the bane of their existence. It's like, no, we went from the workers to the guy's, who own it. So now it's a good thing. It, it's, it's fucking baffling. The whole thing is baffling. There should not be sequels to this movie. And if there are, they should not function in the way that they do. But this is,
1: this is Kevin Smith. So here we are. Yeah. It's not like that's, what's depressing about it, I guess, is that a lot of people, I mean, maybe we're a hair on the young side, but certainly there's an amount of that is like, people are really passionate about film and, and, bordering between millennial and gen x and i think that clerks is a movie that at the time did feel like it was it was speaking to a large segment of society and yeah that's not a marginalized segment of society anymore and no one fucking wants to hear this shit but at the time Mm -hmm. it it did speak to a lot of people and to see what has come of that this sort of fucking fat man on batman like fucking stan lee cocksucking bullshit that is that entirety of culture has become and then to see you know this guy who kind of was a progenitor of a lot of it he gets this big opportunity and this big check and and this is what he can fucking right now like is this there's literally nothing here beyond uh, just, I don't know, crass descriptions of sex acts and uh, like exact experience from his own life. It's like, this is what you fucking got, man. <laughs> this was all of this worth it. it it's like, n- fuck no, none of it was worth it. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's just a, it's, it's a, like we, you mentioned Soderbergh and Tarantino up top, but those are filmmakers who have just done so many incredible work since and they've explored and tested themselves and, really kind of branched off to make their own great things and this is just a complete lack of growth on Smith's part he's just stuck doing the same shtick that got him noticed in the first place and yeah just to to you know to couple it in with like his real life experience of having a heart attack and like oh you know this is some like this is his middle age crisis movie it's it's still just Awkward and pathetic to think that the, the there is anything new being said here, or that people still enjoy like these kinds of characters that just talk to each other. It's really concerning re- that, <laughs> like Steve said, the fact that the, like your day job should not be something you celebrate. It's the soul sucking center of your existence that is also a goddamn necessity because of you know our capitalistic society. It, it's not something you want to like. <laughs> live your life at or own you want to move on and do better things but he's apparently pre- demonstrated that he's incapable of doing so
1: yeah you like And you've movie that's, here, the, right? that's the whole message you know dante's learning to move on uh <laughs> yeah
2: so okay we gotta get Ros- rosario dawson is his love interest in clerics too i believe he's engaged to jennifer schwalbach smith who's smith's real life wife Uh, They break it off. He gets with Rosario Dawson. Then between that film and this film, she dies. And judging by the year she's dead in this film, she died like 15 minutes after Clerks 2 ended. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so we get three scenes where we're visited by the ghost of Rosario Dawson uh, because they only had one day to shoot with her. So there's a scene in a movie theater and a scene in a cemetery and just one other bullshit scene in a parking lot or something. And yeah, she gets to make jokes about how she's fucking Malcolm X in heaven, um, but is also there as sort of a guidance for uh, Dante on Earth. But also, like, wh- whose movie is this? Because Randall has the heart attack, and then Dante is just this sad widower, and then he has the heart attack and dies. <laughs> <What>? Two <laughs> heart attacks.
1: What the fuck? <laughs> why are there two what heart the attacks? Fuck? <laughs> that's, that's really great <laughs> stuff. Both characters have heart attacks. <laughs> <laughs> and wh- Also, why what what possible rationale could there be for this this rosario dawson thing like i get it we can't afford rosario dawson she's busy and this movie she probably saw the script and fucking vomited in the trash can next to her you know but uh yeah i wh- why couldn't you have done something <laughs> like if your whole arc is like well dante's trying to get over his great lost love well we've got this is set in real time seemingly we've got like fucking 15 years between the two movies why what's what was the purpose of having her die immediately after the second movie and then uh when she does show up in the film apparently she's supposed to be playing like a fucking 27 year old or something and it's just like why why would you have done any of this maybe give dante a a daughter and his wife was killed and boohoo. It's something to change the status quo in any goddamn yeah. way whatsoever.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a real fucking head scratcher here. I I mean, why don't we just go in the logical direction, which is, uh, you know, if Rosario Dawson probably should have just left him because he's because Dante's a fucking pathetic loser. I, <laughs> that seems like. <laughs> Wait, wait, you know, 15 years is a long time. I think she probably got tired of a shtick. Uh, it's, it's just, it's bizarre. It's absolutely baffling. It is, it is weird to think about, you know, uh, all these articles that were written about, you know, Soderbergh and uh, Tarantino, uh, Robert Rodriguez and Evan Smith and ushering in this new era of, of young independent filmmakers and where there have, their careers have gone, where Kevin Smith's career has gone, and it, it, the funniest thing for me is like it's not like none of those other filmmakers aren't like tuned into pop culture, and obviously with with Tarantino like th- that's that's his thing. you know like when you think of the essence of the dialogue in in certain Tarantino movies and, and a movie like Clerk's, uh, the focus is different but the concept is the same. The difference is, is like Tarantino's talented, and and he's he's kind of like grown beyond that, and he can make movies that are just like bigger than the banter that exists within them. And that's that's all Kevin Smith has. Is you know he's got forty year old conversations that he had with his friends about Star Wars characters that no one knows the name of without looking at a fucking wiki, and he's, he's never been able to move beyond that. It's, it's kind of fucking crazy. And then I started thinking about this. Like, I don't really like Kevin Smith, but people that really like him, I I don't even know, like what, what's, what's good Kevin Smith. It's just gotta be clerks at this point, because even the things that I enjoyed when I was younger, you know, something like mall rats is kind of like, man, now, and then you've got movies like Chasing Amy, which I, I thought was kind of eh at the time, but people thought, you know, fucking amazing or whatever. And, and now you watch it and you're like, well, not only is it bad, but Jesus Christ, like <laughs> it's got some issues at the core of it. It's, it's, that's not a modern film, that's for sure. <laughs> no. And oh, oh, what what does he even fucking have at this point? And, and even beyond that, what am I missing? Because... I would say that the vast majority of his movies at this point are dog shit, right? But yes, looking at his filmography, you know, like it, it's not like these were all completely eviscerated by critics. You got your yoga hosers and whatnot, obviously, but w- with the exception of a few blips that are just like just unequivocally shit, you know, failures, savage by critics not that successful financially. Most of this stuff is like well-received clerks three, 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. And obviously that's, I mean, you know, it's, it is what it is, but I cannot imagine a universe where anyone could sit in a a theater, a hundred people in a theater and 62 people walk out of there and say, man, clerks three, that was pretty good. How, how, what what world, no, what, world no. what am i missing what what is there here that i'm not seeing what what the fuck well
2: maybe they were invested in the plot involving the nft kites
1: uh, <laughs> yeah that's that's gotta be it
2: <laughs> i mean if 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 you want to have a like it, because each clerics film is just the original clerics updated slightly like the first one is basically Star Wars. Clerics Two is Star Wars versus Lord of the Rings. This is a, bu- a whole bunch of other. This is Marvel versus Star Wars versus Lord of the Rings. But then there's all. He also digs at NFTs, which is, um, in my opinion, the uh, the source of all great humor these in anything these days. But yeah, it's it's just so bad. All the new stuff that he throws in is terrible. If you and good God, the guy who plays Elias. Uh, One of the worst performances I've ever seen in anything ever. That guy is insufferable.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah I rough. mean, uh, I think uh, good Lord Dante. You, Brian O'Halloran is, you know, he's got limits. And uh, this movie does not live within those limits. Like, I don't know what the fuck Kevin Smith's thinking with this uh I guess. Thank God Rosario Dawson signed on for that one day of shooting because that's the only laughs I got in the whole film is when fucking Dante is like oh, getting in the big. That's weeps. the joy. <laughs> that's that's the only joy you get from this because
0: all of the like jokes. And we're gonna put a heavy finger quotes around that. None of them hit, and they're not even like structured like jokes. Like it, it's literally, um, you know, uh, someone is just like, oh, uh, I'm making Jesus NFTs. And then Randall says, "Hey, why don't you go outside and touch a non-fungible titty, you fucking loser?" Like that's the joke. Yep. <laughs> uh, it,
2: or we get we get this one three times uh, where he's quoting, and I said to Jesus, "We are but thieves." Cut to another character saying, "What the fuck are but thieves?" Mm, yeah,
1: <sighs> that's that's the level of you know This is it's, it's powerful uh, stuff. Uh, yeah, I was trying to. But I, I'll tell you, as soon as, as, soon as it, he cranks up like the big melodrama, I, I just was cackling the whole fucking time. That goddamn awful the cemetery scene. I, I mean, I wasn't laughing at any of the ass-to-mouth callbacks, but uh, man, once it, once it ripped into Weep Country, I was like, all right, now I'm watching a fucking comedy.
0: <laughs> hmm Yeah. <laughs> Anytime this movie tries to get serious, that's when it becomes extremely funny. Uh, <laughs> like even even the music choices are amazing because I mean there's shit. There's a lot of needle drops in here, but it, it's neither contemporary or like a callback to the the '90s and and you know what these guys would actually listen to. It's like now we're gonna play a bunch of like ska and pop punk from 2005. That's their <laughs> soundtrack. Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it, I, I every single decision is more baffling than the next it's it's fucking wild but yeah I, I my favorite joke <laughs> favorite uh, this one really stuck out to me is, is dog shit but um, yeah the, what's his face the, the, the character who loves Jesus uh, he Elias this, yeah Elias like there's the extended bit where Ah, uh, he stops loving Jesus and becomes a Satanist because he's mad at at mm-hmm. God, and uh, he says that that he was renouncing his faith and becoming a Satanist because he he tried to pray and uh, God holy ghosted him, and that was like Kevin's <laughs> But you just see him smiling after he wrote that one, and uh, <laughs> then someone else read it and they said no edits, just. Beautiful. Love this. Oh, when there
1: were Uh, edits, Steve, they just work for content. (laughs) No. Well, can we get that from three three different slightly off angle? (laughs) We got to get the uh, uh, the Skew Universe look at this particular scene. Let's, by that, I mean turn the camera 10 degrees askew uh, three times and then cut between (laughs) the shots.
2: Powerful. Hey, you know what? You know what is funny, though, is when they uh, rag on the rat at the end of The Departed that's still fresh
0: yeah that's that's really good does this maybe okay so uh, let me me float this one to you what can we confirm that it's like the movie is contemporary because now i'm starting to think like is it like 2007 in this movie because i guess that would make the rosario dawson and the shitty music choices make
1: a little more sense but i I, I was under the impression that it's supposed to be like now (laughs) It's. I mean, there's like a weagle, uh, weagle lead. Yes, illegal weed. <laughs> oh yeah, so And it NFTs. I mean, it, that is. Yeah. You know. So that then. Yeah.
0: So that doesn't make any sense either. So <sighs> it really, just nothing makes sense. We can't even float that theory. Yeah. Also, Great.
1: I mean, the two leads look like they've been on the sun since 2006. So I, it's hard to sell it as like one year has passed. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well,
2: that's that. There. Therein lies your problem. We have Kevin Smith who's trying to make a film about a midlife crisis, but he's still stuck in. Just slightly over a quarter life, Kevin, life's, Kevin Smith's life, where everything he loved and holding on to in 2007, he's he's throwing at you here. But mm-hmm. there, yeah, it's all it's all just such a bizarre, lame, gobbledygook shit fit of a picture <laughs> that I, I feel like I, it's 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 just I don't know. It's it's weird to think that people held this guy in such high regard, and maybe that the 62 or who are still now on his side do love him for whatever reason but i i i just can't see any merit in this and it's 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 unintentionally funny and it's unintentionally depressing and not for the reasons he intended
1: mm-hmm. yeah i'm mm-hmm. i'm looking through the imdb soundtracks thing and it, it appears he's licensed 26 separate songs for this fucking movie oh, we go through
2: two full songs before even the first proper word of dialogue is yeah while we're watching a this 100 fucking minute movie like,
1: again It's in the first movie and they managed to do it just fine. And we have more resources. Uh, Why does a hockey game look like the most ridiculous fucking thing you'll ever see in your goddamn life? Like 30 people just crammed into like this five by five rooftop. Like it just it looks like shit. And it goes on and on and on while this fucking song is playing. And you're like, what? This is how I'm supposed to get hooked into your goddamn movie. Also, like,
0: I, I mean, I don't have like a budget breakdown for this movie, but, uh, you know, based on how it looks and uh, just how the whole thing plays out, I feel like if they would have maybe not licensed the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance and just gone with something else, they probably could have doubled the budget of the film. And uh, maybe, maybe that would have helped a little. I, I don't know.
2: <laughs> you, I just, you would think. It's very, very fast.
1: <laughs> oh. <sighs> There might be better uses of money than licensing 26 songs that, that really have no thematic significance to this fucking piece of shit. No, again, it's I mean,
2: like... There are better uses of money than making Clerics 3, I would argue.
0: Yeah, I, I would do. I pretty much, like, I, I absorb this the same way that I absorb the... Uh, did you see this? the Super Bowl commercials? There's like two or three of them for uh, just Jesus in general. Like, it wasn't for anything specifically related. To like an organization, or it's just like, hey, you think about Jesus; he's he's pretty cool, and you wonder. You're like, okay, so you got three separate sixty second spots at the Super Bowl. That's several million dollars you had to pay to produce these commercials. a Couple million more. So let's say you're spending five million dollars to to make three commercials for Jesus. And what's what's the return on that? Like what are you what are you looking to do? Be, are are we like picturing a journey for someone where they're watching the Super Bowl, just a, a fucking slovenly drunk Eagles fan who had never previously heard much about the Jesus guy and then all of a sudden he's like, "You know, maybe they're onto something. I think I think I'm going to, you know, be a, be a Jesus person now." And uh, it's it's baffling. And then you think, "Well, if you're a religious organization, Aren't there a million different ways you could have taken that large sum of money and, and, like, used it in a way that actually helped people instead of the unmeasurable, like, let's try and convert someone via Super Bowl commercial. And that's kind of how I feel about Clerks 3, you know? Like, what, uh, <laughs> what are we doing at this point? You're, just, you're making a fucking Jesus commercial. Who is this for? What is this for? And the only people that are going to take any enjoyment from this are the, the weirdo like subsection of, of elder millennials and and young gen xers who have some spiritual connection to Kevin Smith garbage and will just hoover up anything he puts out and laugh at his bullshit. And what what, what are, you're you're preaching to the choir. You just spent a gazillion dollars licensing My Chemical Romance and paying Rosario Dawson to be in your movie for five minutes. And to what why what to what end what what have you accomplished at the end of the day really nothing
1: nothing uh, at all yeah i don't know i it's i mean what what does any art accomplish in the grand scheme i suppose uh, i use the word art in heavy quotation marks with this film but uh i don't it, it is interesting to think of him in that sort of like 90s you know the the next wave of tours that came along then, because it's just like he's the worst of them by by many miles uh, as far as writing and filmmaking ability. But uh, I I guess the, the thing is, it feels like he's almost the most culturally significant <laughs> of all of them. Yeah, sure, you, most people have probably seen more Tarantino movies, but it feels like the Kevin Smith ethos has like become this dominant fucking form of culture and it's bad and let's stop it people <laughs> that's what's depressing about yeah. this to me is it's just like this it feels like this is what won out as as like the most significant work to the greater culture and and that's goddamn insane it, it's fucking not mm. worth your time just fucking stop <laughs> yeah
0: It's basically like, you know, if if Kevin Smith shot a cell phone video of himself just like crying and jacking off and then like as he comes, he drops over dead. Like that's like sad and weird and and hard to watch and and maybe funny unintentionally at points. Uh, But we, we don't need to see it. And that's all this is. This is just masturbation on a grand scale.
2: Have you seen his Instagram lately? Oh God, is he jacking off? Every by the IG? every other pic every other no well, every other picture is just a, a close up of his face with just red with tears in his eyes as he's got this stunned look. And it's usually him crying about the most recent Marvel film he's seen. (laughs) I was going to say. How it was a cinematic gift from God. He's just bawling because he saw fucking Ant-Man and the Wasp or whatever. (laughs) Because he's like, I just watched Captain Marvel and wow, you guys, this is the game changer. I could not believe that they pulled it off and they did. I fucking loved
1: it. Uh, This one, this is what society thinks is important. This fucking idiot in his hockey jersey. They're fucking going on social media and crying about Captain Marvel. This has won yeah. this was what came out of the nineties. And that's why watching Clerks Three is like a fucking funeral dirge and like just immensely sad and depressing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And well, really yeah, like, like
0: if, if you think about his cultural output too, obviously Clerks good, everything from there, it's it's kind of a nosedive. Uh but just like Clerks Three, what's what's the best thing Kevin Smith has released in the last like 20, 25 years? And I'm going to say it was that tweet that he dropped in like 2009 where he says he likes to like <laughs> pone his wife's like butthole and taint. And outside of that, I, I, you know, I don't think he's done anything too great. And he tweeted that sincerely. And it's still like the funniest fucking thing on
1: that website. So I, I don't he needs to <laughs> like write that's... more sincere films and he'll have a hit comedy on his hands. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. what jake tc was gonna say he was going to announce his his favorite kevin smith film which is somehow not clerks and uh i i feel like we haven't gotten into it and uh i'm now i'm curious yeah i don't know if he's one of these fucking chasing amy sickos
2: no no um my vote goes to dogma um it it feels like a movie uh alan rickman is great in it of course it's you know very preachy and churchy but uh i think there's a lot of stuff and he can't shoot an action scene worth for shit but i think there's a i don't know there's a lot of clever stuff in there with the characters of the angels and demons i i it's a you know uh i think the scene where matt damon and ben affleck go to the boardroom for movie and murder everyone on the board for just being the worst fucking people on earth might you know again it's very very preachy of kevin smith but it's also just probably the most entertaining set piece of his career huh. uh, I, that, I, that pussy tweet not with i
1: legitimately there. have not seen that movie since it was like a new release on uh, in the blockbuster video
2: oh no yeah don't get me wrong i haven't seen it in maybe a 15 16 years on like comedy central uh but yeah i that would be my vote for the best Smith. i word. would
1: be I, I, I don't think I could do it man after after I watch shit like this and you're no, like hey can, leave let's see there. what this guy has to say about religion <laughs> I'm like "Well, oh, I can't watch that movie ever again
2: <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm gonna leave my memories in the past with that one I'm not gonna revisit Dogma I feel like way about even that Clerks that now be I'm my... like
1: I'm never gonna watch Clerks again I can't fucking I can't do it <laughs> it's over I can't fucking no way I, 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 all, all I can see is this <laughs> yeah I, I, yeah, that—that's the other thing too. I—I
0: I almost don't want to watch Clerks because I—you watch a movie like this, and now it's like I—it's completely poisoned everything. Not that I held his movies in high regard before, but it's—I—I I don't know. I this is this is it. This is the end point for me. I—I can't—I <laughs> can't do it anymore. I just—it's—it's <laughs> it's too much. Is—is it, is it Gen X? Is Gen X okay? I—I I don't like why. <laughs> Are these guys fine? I, I don't know. I I don't think so, Steve. I, I don't think so. <laughs> it really is. This is the kind of thing that breaks you. And it, it's really sad because as we said before, not not a significant investment in this man from anybody. It's not like, oh no, the person I really like has let me down. It's like, no, the person I thought was a pile of shit is is somehow shittier than expected in, in, in almost an impressive way. <laughs> Great. Fucking love it. Yeah, it's, it's this, this is shitty river. in a
1: way that somehow erases the goodwill that i i might have once had you know like it's just like it it has reached into the past and destroyed something that's the power of this movie <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah he it, it really is like almost like a retconning thing and i bet kevin smith um is probably one of those guys who who gets mad about george lucas fiddling with with star wars and he's he's kind of done his own little fiddle here. This is <laughs> that's all he's done. He's literally reached to the past, dragged Clerks One, kicking and screaming into the year 2023 and uh, completely tore it apart. So uh, great job. Oh, he
2: totally he, I totally he totally makes a Greedo shot first is the worst thing that happened in movies joke. And Jaden Simon Bob strike back and uh, he probably has a, a Han shot first shirt. Uh, in his closet of uh jer- He has a <laughs> custom
1: shot first hockey jersey.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, one thing I do really <laughs> like about him, though, is he's, he, you know, he used to be like really fat and then he lost a bunch of weight, but he never bought new clothes. And I think that's an awesome flex <laughs> on his part. Like he's just he always looks like he's because even when he was a big dude, like his shirts were still too big for him. And now he's just like uh, it looks like his, his hockey jerseys are like eating him. It's fucking great. <laughs> like, you have a gazillion huh. dollars. You're like, nah. That's, <laughs> I got to wear this fucking New Jersey Devil's jersey from this Martin Brodeur jersey from 1997. This is <laughs> the last time he bought clothes. <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's
1: demoralizing. It's demoralizing. Yeah, this is a horrible I, I idea. I, I blame us it, both, but uh, the fact that I... I'll let it get to this point. What a mistake. I have made mm-hmm. some mistakes. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my my share of credit here though, because I, I did
0: mention Jason Muse last week and that probably set something off in your brain and it's just
1: it, it, that little spark started a, a bonfire of suffering this week. Well, I've been hearing with these heart attacks and I was like, Well, this is gonna be something anyway. What the fuck? What's he thinking with all these heart attacks in this in this Shitty comedy about the clerks at a convenience store, and uh, well, I don't know. I I mean, he's always had that terrible impulse, I guess, because th- this movie also references that uh, original deleted ending where Dante is is killed by a robber out of the blue. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and basically that's exactly what he does with this movie. Is he's like, oh, that was a that was a bad impulse that didn't work, and and was rightfully lost in the edit let's make this exactly that this sort of out of completely out of place downer ending except i guess it's i don't know maybe it's not a downer because it's supposed to be like celebrating the life of this fucking convenience store clerk (laughs) and it's like what the Mm. fuck (laughs) i i just can't fathom what the intent is frankly yeah, it's it's cool, though, if you think about it, like, hey,
0: what if you could remake a movie, but every like bad impulse that you had that you didn't act on, you could just kind of like recreate it and actually go with those bad impulses. That's and, and exactly what, what happens. this is, right? It's,
1: yeah. Filming it in color yeah. and fucking add in the, the shitty ending where the protagonist dies. It's, it's every horrible idea that that uh, somebody convinced him to take out of his first film. Jake. Uh, so uh, also. Oh, go
0: ahead. Go ahead.
2: I was just going to say also, you, I mean, you mentioned Jason Mewes, but just looking at his uh, you know, his his regulars, Brian O'Halloran, Jeff Anderson, these are also guys who ostensibly actors but have never grown past being in Kevin Smith movies. Like they're known for nothing else. And I think that's really sad.
0: Mhm. Yeah, it's like what if Adam Sandler was was only friends with like five Rob Schneiders and he put him in a single <laughs> movie? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what a what a
1: pathetic man.
0: (laughs) I mean, uh, uh, absolutely
1: wonderful. He did. He does that thing where he builds in the the fucking bulletproof critic shit thing where it's like, oh, don't be a Randall and sit around just talking about things you've never made anything. You haters. It's like, okay, yeah. Well, fuck off. I I don't I don't care. I'd rather make nothing than make Clerks three. Quite frankly, exactly exactly some sometimes the greatest
0: contribution you can make to society is to just just don't just stop yeah you don't have to this is this is you know you want to talk about an impulse maybe the little the little uh voice in your head that says don't do it maybe listen once in a while it's, it's, <laughs> he's got a real like a real fucking modern day posters mindset where it's just like every single thing that comes into my head i have to like tweet it out or or, or say it somewhere it's like no man you can. You could always choose not to post. You could always choose not to make a sequel to Clerks. You don't have to do it. Yeah, I mean, you could say,
1: hey, all this shitty uh, Zoom stuff is is because of the pandemic. It's like, well, who the fuck was demanding that you shoot this movie in fucking 2020? I think you could have held off, motherfucker. Like, what what the hell's the point of any of this? Yeah, probably would have waited.
0: Maybe maybe we waited forever. That would have been the best choice.
1: That way maybe, you know, Rosario Dawson's schedule can clear up, you know, we can, we can get some of your celebrity (laughs) friends to actually come within a hundred miles of your, your shooting location. It it could be uh, uh, better. (laughs) It would still be bad because it's a movie written about Kevin Smith having a heart attack, but you know, Mm -hmm. well, you know, I, I, I'm glad we talked about
0: this because I, I'm not glad because I had to watch it, but at least I got to work out some feelings on here. So that's good. Uh, enough about my crippling depression. Uh, Jake, let's talk about something good, something positive. What are you putting over this week, buddy?
2: I'm glad you asked, Steve. Um, back in high school, uh, me and a buddy of mine would fight over our favorite filmmakers. Uh, funny enough, his was Kevin Smith at mm. the time. I repped for Stanley Kubrick. Uh, so in honor of Clerks 3, I'm going to put over uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey, the film that Movie Nation's Roger Moore calls a landmark of science fiction cinema, a quaint artifact of the 1960s, and undeniably, one of the most beautiful, majestic films of all time. Go check that out.
0: That's a good move. You could probably just w- watch Eddie Kubrick instead of anything yeah. Kevin Smith, and you're probably better off for it.
2: Myrus, what do you put over you this want a, week? If you, oh, go if ahead, you want sorry. a real fun thing, though? Uh, go to YouTube, type in uh, Tom Sharpling, Kevin Smith rant. It's an hour-long rant he did on his podcast about how terrible all of his movies are, and it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Uh, I'm
0: down for that. It could be cathartic for me. I'm into it. Check that out. Myros, what are you putting over?
1: Uh, The Creamator. I I was juggling between two fantastic movies I saw last week, and I went with the Cuervos because uh Carlos Sora had just passed away but uh that being said a movie I liked even more than Cria cuervos was was the Cremator which uh somehow slipped through my grasp when I was doing the Czech cinema class but uh just recently watched it and holy fucking shit this is uh this movie rips it's in the, i I kind of expected something really dour and uh leaden you know dealing with uh, World War II, you know, the, the standard fare you'll find in a lot of a Czech new wave that, uh, it, it can get grim sometimes. I mean, usually it's quite rewarding, but it can get grim. And, uh, The Cremator, it is grim, but it was also fucking really funny and, uh, really bizarre and stylish. And yeah, yeah, seek it out. It, it's not something that it would be uh, like a difficult to get through film. It, it, certainly it deals with difficult teams, but in a way that is, uh, really engaging and interesting and fan fucking tastic. How many, you you said it
0: was uh, a little bit of a downer. How many heart attacks are there in it?
1: Uh, I I think there are no heart attacks in the cream matter. Wow. Wow.
0: That's, I mean, sorry, that's, that's a couple, that's a big strike against it in my book. That's
2: true. Uh, But, uh, (laughs) But hey, to, to, just to piggyback on that suggestion, go, you know, coming off of the the nightmare of how Clerks Three looks, The Cremator is one of the most like formally bracing films I've ever yeah. seen. Uh, mm-hmm. it's it's incredible.
1: Yeah, and you know yeah. they they didn't even hire out twenty six different uh, popular musical artists either. They just composed an an incredible original score. Huh?
0: What a, what a what a unique
1: approach. I yeah. don't know if
0: I like it though. Uh, I, I think, I think if you're making a movie right now, uh, wh- why not choose your favorite Paramore song from 2009 and just, uh, you know, play that. That's a good idea. Uh, well, you know, I, I was thinking about recently, I was like, man, I wonder if Kevin Smith, like he just made, like he, was he compelled to make this or like by a need, like an emotional need to add some sort of closure to the series? Or maybe it's, it's if I'm being more cynical, it was like, oh, he's going to, you know, lose the rights to something or creative control over something if he doesn't make a Clerks movie uh, in the next X amount of years. And uh, another person who's done that recently is Warren Beatty when he made <laughs> a, uh, a short special for uh, Turner Classic Movies uh, with the Dick Tracy character, wherein Warren Beatty as Dick Tracy, an aging <laughs> just. Fucking eighty-five-year-old Dick Tracy uh, talks to uh, Warren Beatty, and it's like a stunning work of anti-comedy, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but you know, is, is it masturbatory? Yeah, of course it is. Uh, is it is it weird? Does it look like shit? Uh, yeah, yeah, it kind of does. But do I kind of love it on some level? Yes, absolutely, because uh, Warren Beatty's just being a petty little bitch, and he said, you know what? I'm gonna I need to keep control of. Dick Tracy, of all things, because it's special to me. So every decade or so, I'm going to make a short little special uh, that allows me to keep the rights to it. So, uh, yeah, why don't you check that out? Uh, it's, it's much shorter than Clerks 3, and that's my put over.
1: Oh, Steve, um, speaking yeah. of the length of Clerks 3, did you stay through the end credits to hear uh, Kevin Smith's uh, audio alternate ending? <laughs> you know, I got I to be honest with you. No, I... Uh, I I turned it off immediately. That's a shame. Whereas Uh, uh, this uh, Kevin Smith goes on to describe an ending wherein uh, uh, Randall lives to be like 90 or something. And uh, is is basically he's Kevin Smith. He's made all these successful films. uh, But for some reason is also still a clerk at a convenience store. And uh, I don't know. He's interviewed and someone asks him. What I don't this is fucking acidite. I don't even know. It's something about how the fans keep him going and blah blah blah. It's just, it's it 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 should have been the ending of this movie because it would have been even worse. Mm. Yeah,
0: I think uh, that he, that he sounds also much says, worse. Uh,
2: <laughs> he also says he made Clerks three because when people think of Clerks, they think of a black and white movie, and he wanted to show a move. He wanted to show Clerks how he sees it, which is just. Clerks in color. <laughs> but if anything, that's an insult to.
1: You see the world through this the original
2: because it. it looks, yeah, because it looks like shit.
0: <laughs> oh my god! How many triple XL hockey jerseys do you think it would take me to fasten a sturdy noose for myself? That's that's the real question on all our minds today. All right. Well, uh, I, I would say just leaving you with this thought: watch anything else this week. Literally anything. Anything at all. I, it doesn't matter. Just, just watch that instead, not this. Uh, but yeah, if you enjoyed the podcast today, uh, thank you for coming to our therapy session. We appreciate you. Uh, you can click on a link that's in the description, and that will take you to our Patreon page. And on that Patreon page, you can give us money. And why would you want to give us money? Well, if you donate any amount of money to the podcast, I'm going to send you a movie in the mail. How exciting is that? Maybe a DVD copy of Clerks. Wouldn't that be fun to get? You would love that, I'm sure. Uh, and then, you know, it helps us, uh, you know, get better audio equipment. It helps us pay for hosting. It's just, it's just good all around. It helps us out. And, you know, you also get access to a whole backlog of uh, old Optimism Vaccine written and podcast content that's exclusively on the Patreon. And every once in a while, we do something special for you kids and we, uh, we release it as a Patreon exclusive. So lots of fun things there. Now, if you want to donate at a higher level, that $5 level, you get a few extra perks, including a shout-out on the show. So who, who's our five-and-above club
1: this week? Uh, Adam Myros. Uh, we have Hoofy Hoof, CWW, Evan, Ryan, Dustin, and Paula. God bless them all. Heroes.
0: American heroes. And, uh, yeah, if, if you have any... Uh, Questions, comments, death threats, marriage proposals, OptimismVaccine at gmail.com or at OptimismVaccine on Twitter. If you want to dictate a whole ass episode and tell us what we got to do for the low, low price of, you know, just like a a one time uh, monthly Patreon payment of twenty five dollars, you could tell us what to do. Um, And if you hate us, I guess you could say Clerks 3 read Yeah, do every Kevin Smith movie release between Clerks 2 and Clerks (laughs) 3. Don't do that. Um, Yeah, and uh, I I think that pretty much wraps things up. I'm going to take a fucking nap. I'm exhausted. Jake, last word this week is yours.
2: 10 years in, and we bone like we're cheating on each other with each other. A decade plus, and her clit brown taint area still pones my dick.